Welcome to My Shitty Podcast, So Shitty It Only Has One T. I'm your host, Adam Copeland. Thanks for listening, thanks for subscribing, and most importantly, thanks for telling a friend. I also want to thank my guest, Ken, for coming on and talking to us a little bit about being an artist and a contractor in Santa Fe and um, what that was like, kind of the the beginning stages of, of Meow Wolf. And some life and death stuff uh, towards the end, so that's fun. Anyways, um, without further ado, let's let the cat out of the bag. I'm giving that answer. Really? But I'll try. <laughs> okay. I will try not to do that. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, well, we can get started whenever you're ready. If, if, right, you, yeah. if you're ready, okay. Let's do that. Um, why don't we Why don't we start with um, your name, your, uh, introducing yourself, <coughs> and what you do for a living. Well, I'm Ken Wilson, and currently I am a full-time at Meow Wolf on the art team and have been full-time only for a month, but was half-time for about a year. And before that, I volunteered with them since 2011. So I've known the, the original, close to the original crew for a long time. Oh, very nice. How'd you get, uh, how'd you get involved with those guys? Did they just hire you for, for contract work or? No. Okay. <laughs> I uh, had a very good friend, David Luffbridge, who unfortunately has passed away, but I knew him from photography at the community college where we were both taking black and white photography classes. And one day I was over at David's apartment and Vince Kadibek just happened to be there and he's the head guy at uh, Mail. And I mentioned I needed a photo project for a documentary class I was taking. And David said, well, you know, we just got CCA just offered us an exhibition. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the ship we're going to build. Maybe I could photograph it. And I ended up documenting that for the next six months. It was my, <laughs> took my, it was my life for the next six months. <laughs> so I really got to know that group of, uh, I call them kids. Uh, I was sort of, <laughs> I sort of felt like the grandfather of the group. But, sure. Uh, <laughs> what's, uh, the, what's the average um, age there? That, that, uh, you know, that's hard. I would say at, at that time, I'd say in their 20s, some hitting 30 maybe. Sure. Now it's eight years later. Yeah. And uh, so it was a terrific group of young artists who pulled together this impossible show in... Well, when they got into the building, I think in in March, end of March, and the show opened in the middle of May, it opened with the, it finished. I mean, they pulled 24-7, but, uh, and I was there a lot photographing. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, and did a couple of uh, books, blurb books that I published myself there about is. the, uh, you know, documenting that particular uh, thing. So I stayed with the Meow Wolf after that as a volunteer and what have you and was working on the caves at the uh, current uh, House of, of Eternal Return. Yeah, when you say working on the caves, you just like... I helped build, I was on the crew that built the caves. Yeah, uh, so you're just making these stalactites and, and uh, uh, cave-like structures? That kind of thing, yes. <laughs> and, How do you construct something like that? <laughs> with a lot of scratch and a lot of cement. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, is that all cement? It is uh, cement from the, well, it's uh, yeah from the ground up to about eight feet. Yeah. And then beyond that, it's scratch. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, because it was lighter and less ex- 
a bit less. I don't know if I don't remember about the expense, but it was lighter. Yeah. And that went up to the top of the ceiling. And uh, no, I was way up top doing that and painting and what have you. Sure. It was sure. great. You said you kind of mentioned, um, you know, working uh, with, with you were like, I, I call them kids because um, I was, you know, quite uh, a, a little, little older than them. Um, what is that experience like? Because um, I've, I can only imagine that when artists get together, it's it's strictly that nobody's like, um, you pulls authority of like now listen here. Uh, no, no, you're absolutely right about that. I was quite taken by the fact that nobody is pushing a camera lens in their faces all the time. They yeah. did a lot of portraiture, uh-huh. and nobody minded me being there. They sure. all called me by my first name and. Uh, yeah. I felt sort of uh, accepted. It was kind of strange. Uh, my children live quite far away, and my grandkids live quite far away. So, this was sort of a. Uh, I just and I well, I found them to be. Um, hmm. They I found that they worked very well together. Yeah. I never saw any conflict, whether there was or not. I don't know. Uh, and I saw them pull this thing together. We had meetings all the time. Mm-hmm. And I never really felt there was anything more than just positive stuff going on. And uh, what really amazed me was that they sort of accepted me. Yeah. This, this older guy poking a camera in their faces all the time. And I helped. I, I mean, I'd, once in a while at the end, rather than just stand there and take photographs. Yeah. And they were pushing at the end. I helped power nail the siding on the ship yeah. quite a bit. And, uh uh, was, that was fun. That's also a good way to get some camaraderie is, is, is oh, yeah. to yeah. Sto- yeah. sort of start pulling your weight and doing some manual labor. Then everybody's like, all right, I guess he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's going to lug this uh, this nail gun around. I guess he's all right. He'll yeah. be all right. Yeah, um, yeah I, I um, met with John Fines. Are you familiar with uh, this this gentleman? He does a lot of communication for Meow Wolf. Um, and one of the things that uh, astonishes me is to get the number of artists that are involved all collectively to, to come together on one project it's, is yeah. kind of an amazing it's thing. It's an amazing thing. And now, of course, there are various projects. Correct. And yeah, it's just different, ongoing. Different people are involved. And, it's kind of, and now, of course, with as many people as there are, it is very hard to keep track of everybody's first name. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I really think I should... <laughs> take my camera around and do a portrait thing and put it on the wall. Because so, I'm not the only one who doesn't know everybody else's name. No kidding, yeah. And uh, it's just uh, difficult on that. Sp- but everyone's very friendly. It's real, and they seem to be dedicated to what they're doing. Yeah. And, uh, of course, going to work full-time, 40 hours a week now, I, and I actually like what I'm doing, so it doesn't feel like I'm... Know, I'm missing out on things outside of work. Sure. Is photography how your main source of, of income or, or contract? Oh, no, no, no. I, did, I was a contractor. Contractor before that? Uh, contractor, handyman, whatever. Renaissance man. You... Yeah. Well, I, when I first got out here as an artist, got into a gallery. On, I was discovered at the, the old flea market. Mm-hmm. was in a gallery on Canyon Road and up in Taos. Sold a few things, but not enough to, uh, so I went and bartended at the El Dorado Hotel for four years. Oh, nice. And did a lot of bar- catering bartending yeah. and serving around sure. town for a long time. And it turns out a lot of the houses that I ended up painting were 
from uh, women who I served drinks to at some of is these parties. Is that right? Parties. Yes. <laughs> oh, net networking is the only way to, uh, if you wait for somebody to come to you, it ain't going to happen. You're absolutely you right. you got to network never. and go out there. Most definitely. So, but now I'm having to give all of the other stuff up because of the time frame, and, uh, which is fine. Because people want a, a turnaround time of... Uh, well, I can't really go out and do a lot of other stuff when I'm working nine to five or ten to six or something like that five days a week yeah and, uh, and i also i'm a candidate for three associate degrees at the community college is that right i just graduated in may with a associate degree with honor high honors i guess in uh, sculpture uh-huh and i've got photography and media arts coming up but now i can only because i just went on full-time it's evening classes is what i can what you can swing right now swing out right now. yeah, yeah you're yeah. a busy man you're spinning a lot of plays right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> um what was the worst part about um working with um uh, meow wolf uh, yeah did you have any any poor experiences um that you can think of uh you just no, <laughs> no, the only, good. Oh, I'm, I'm, no, the only, and it, and it isn't really a negative. I was part-time for a year, and the, part of the reason for that was is I was taking some classes at the college, and I just couldn't uh, do 40 hours. Mm-hmm. And it was very discontinuous, getting on, working on a project on Monday, and then Wednesday coming in and finding out it was finished by somebody else. So the continuity wasn't there. And I have to say, going full-time, it's nice that I know what I'm going to be doing the next morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, until I'm finished with something. But uh, sure. And um, that was, and other people, I, a couple other people that were part time had the same kind of feeling that it was very hard to have a continuous know what the heck you were going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was still fine, but there was that, and they have recognized that. Right. Yeah. And if you have, if you're part time, that's what else. There's nothing else you can do about it. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. take what you can get. Yeah. I know. There's no, I haven't. I don't think there's any. I can't remember any negative uh, things at all. Uh, that's from now. That's good. It's yeah. all been positive and amazing. What yeah. they pull together. Absolutely. They're trying not to do part overtime, but when something needs to be done. <laughs> <laughs> it, it gets done. Yeah, forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Um, what, what have you learned from the whole experience? Is there anything, any takeaway? Um, or, or is there something that this is the reason why I ask this question is just I've, I've never seen uh, art collective like this before. So it really just kind of blows my mind to have that many people involved um, with that great of a success. Um, and uh, have that much popularity. There's, I mean, two more Meow Wolves are going to be, well, two more Meow Wolves are, are popping up uh, in the next two years. Uh, we've got the Las Vegas one coming up and then also... Denver. Denver, um, uh, not to mention... And there may be some others, I don't know, but... Uh, possibly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, same here. I, there could be there could be some more in the... In well, the you know, before, before the current uh, bowling alley experience, mm-hmm. I guess there, there was a bit of wondering what the heck was going to happen next because there weren't any big projects. And they've done a lot of small things around, and uh, I hear, I understand that there was some question about how they were going to continue. Sure. Then all of a sudden, the bowling alley uh, became available, and uh, it went on from there. And now, of course, working for Denver and for uh, Las Vegas, 
I've been involved with some of the stuff, for, well, mostly of Denver mm -hmm. at this moment, at this time. Have they asked you to, to go up to, to Denver I to, haven't to been swing to a hammer? Or no, no, no. They haven't. The building is all, hasn't been built yet. Oh, is that right? Okay, I didn't know that. I believe they're breaking ground any day or week now. And uh, I may be in Denver the end of September, and by which time the foundation may be laid. I can go take a look at what... Uh, but uh, no, that's uh, a couple of years away before we're in that. But things are being built, made, and stored for going to Denver when it is ready. Yeah, that's funny. I, I thought uh, whenever I found, uh, whenever I learned that Meow Wolf, the the original Santa Fe Meow Wolf uh, House of Eternal Return, um, was made from a, a bowling alley. I was like, oh, that's that's perfect. <clears throat> I can only assume that they're going to buy another bowling alley because it's just <laughs> wide open it. spaces, blank, easy to do. But yeah, I, I, yeah. now that, now saying this out loud, it makes more sense to, to just start over. The bowling a, alley sat vacant for a long time. I mm -hmm. used to bowl there. Did years, you really? Years ago. <laughs> I bowling there. What was that bowling alley like? Oh, it was, it was great. You know, it was like, well, a bowling alley is a bowling alley. Sure. While there are some that are better than others. But no, it was, it was fine. But it was in a, I guess the neighborhood was tough. I think somebody got killed in the parking lot. Oh, gosh. But that can happen anywhere. Sure. Um, and it was closed for a long time and vacant. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, it became available. And it was bought for Meowwolf. And... They uh, did all that with figuring they'd pay it back, and I think they've outdone themselves as far as uh, audience and sales and what have you. So I have no idea where they're at as far as paying back what they owe, but sure. um, they really, uh, their credibility, uh, I think, has really uh, risen, and uh, you. I mean, there are. I have some friends who quite don't get it, and they just wonder why and how and all. They're just not into the installation art. They don't quite get it. But yeah. But uh, when the parking lot is full and uh, <laughs> people wait a couple hours to get in, and uh, and uh, it's it's quite something. Certainly, yeah, yeah. That definitely. Speaks. I'm not there. I mean, I'm at the Caterpillar. I'm at the other building where they're designing and building everything. Uh, but I. I live right near the bowling alley, so I can, I kind of walk over if I want to. Yeah, can you tell me a little bit about the Caterpillar? What that's like? It's just another building where yeah, it's a it, huge it, building that was, I guess, a Caterpillar manufacturing plant or something, and they, uh -huh. it was vacant for a while. Caterpillar meaning the the tractors, yes. and they, yeah, yeah. For and, anybody that may not know, and they built it, and it has, I think, most every not, not all of the employees are out there. But the art team, tech team, fabrication, sound team, I'm going to forget others, <laughs> design and all that stuff, they're all out there. Yeah, what I'm imagining is just this big wood shop for the most part. Huge. Uh, well, uh, what really gets me, and if I was a little younger, I'd try it, <laughs> but there are a lot of people who either scooter or skateboard yeah. from one end to the other to get where they're going <laughs> rather than walk. Yeah. I use it, my God, I, I don't have to take a hike I get my exercise just walking around that place yeah um, and it's uh, it's just this huge building it just blows your mind that uh, uh, and it's getting crowded yeah already yeah I, um, I took a peek at the website and there the list of, of, of jobs needed right now um, are, are is vast uh, well they're at the higher level a lot of them are at the higher level right but, you know, yeah uh, 
Yeah, but still need still need help swinging those hammers, regardless. Well, it's really it has gotten so big that they need people that up and higher up to coordinate because what we what the Meow Wolf group main group used to do all the time it was all they did. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was they had all the responsibilities. It's too big now. They can't. They have to do their thing. They have to have somebody who can take can manage and oversee other parts of it, and that's what they're doing. Uh, slowly but surely getting that handled. Sure, and certainly. So, no, it seems to be working. We have meetings, different group meetings every once in a while, and uh, to hear what's going on, and we have show and tell, people show what they're developing. Oh, nice. They can't talk, you know, it's, sure, it's proprietary. Yeah. That's they don't totally talk fine. about what's really going on, but uh, it's, uh, it, I don't mind. Six o'clock comes and I said, my God, it's six o'clock. I got to go home now. Really? Yeah. And so far. Once in a while, there's a little bit of a hiatus with not an awful lot to do yeah. between projects, but always find something to do. Certainly. And uh, uh, no, that's, that's good. Good. But, uh, but I still, right now I'm on a break from the community college and end of August classes, evening classes start. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, the Meow Wolf thing comes first, and the other one, uh, I want to finish the other degrees. And it's a social thing, too. Sure, you know? yeah. I can, I can only imagine. And, and to go back to that original point of um, how, where I asked, did anybody look at you differently, you know, being um, a senior to them? And you said, no, no, not at all. It's just a nice, lovely community of artists that, uh, that pull together. And they're not, they're, they are of all ages out there. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's not, um, and I, I don't know the, what they we would call the median or the average age. Um, they're probably around 30, I suppose. Sure. Give or take. Right. Yeah. But, uh, no, there's, uh, I don't know what more I can say about that. You have to ask, <laughs> have to ask, right. ask me other questions. <laughs> Certainly. Yes. Most definitely. Um, I was going to ask you a few questions just about photography. Oh, um, I've seen some, I've seen some work, um, and I, I can't tell if it's just a really, really good zoom lens, or if you, when, as a photographer, you get out of the way. Like what is, <laughs> like if you're taking a picture of a stampede, yeah. when do you grab your equipment and run? Um, <laughs> and maybe not just a stampede. I just mean. In, well, in I used sense. to. I, I used to photograph high school rodeos around the state. Did you? Oh, I drove everywhere at 4 o'clock in the morning get, to get to Gallup in the morning. Yeah. Uh, for the high school rodeos. And uh, sometimes you have to, and they, since I had the cameras and I wasn't competing with the other, the guys who make their living photographing mm -hmm. kids, mm -hmm. I'd be up on the fence. They just said, don't get in the ring. Mm -hmm. If you're on top of the fence and a steer is coming by, get the hell off the <laughs> fence. Good you, advice. Oh, no, you, you can get in trouble. Sure. Um, uh, no, I, well, I studied, uh, I studied photography with Minor White at MIT in the 60s. Was it early? Yeah, the 60s. And uh, Minor White was one of Ansel Adams' disciples and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so photography was really my main interest, and I've done it all, since I was 12. Uh, having a... If I have a camera, I've had people tell me that when I have a camera in the hand, in my hand and, and looking through the ground glass, I look 
the happiest they ever see me. Really? Yeah. Would you would you side with them uh, with with that? Uh, yes. I, I, that statement. I realize. I I feel. And in the dark room, people talk about. I went kicking and screaming into digital, um, because to me, being in the dark room doing prints is therapy. Absolutely. I used to um, out of my hodgepodge jobs. I I used to develop uh, X-rays, and you for, for that then. This is all going digital now also, but you used to have to go into a dark room and much like film, uh, kind of feel your way around yeah, in there. Yeah. This is really pretty pretty dark. Uh, even the, the red light uh, that we've all seen on TV or if you're into photography or anything yeah. like that, we all know so well. But um, uh, yeah, it was, it was quiet. It had the, like the, the ominous kind of like humming of uh, the, the machine back there. And, th- and I can only speak to my personal... Um, experience with the x-ray machine I'm sure there's other equipment uh, for a photographer um, but just speaking to my personal it was very therapeutic like you said yeah, yeah. It, was, it was nice to just kind of also to see well there are still classes in black beginning photography at the community college and there are young people that take those classes and I think some of it is they thought that they were going to get rid of the, of the dark room at the school because everyone was going digital it turns out that a lot of kids, that all they ever know is digital. Mm-hmm. And now they're having a new experience, actually seeing the image come up in the, in the developer. Yeah. And there is a little bit of a renaissance of, I don't know how big a one, but <laughs> of, uh, of film photography. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's good. Sure. But, but I got to say, is I don't use my... I have a, and then I went into digital. I've got a good digital camera, but I tend now, I went kicking and screaming into an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> there are times if I make, get a print made, I make a print of one of my iPhone shots and one of my digital shots, and I take it to people, they can't tell which one is. I believe that, uh, yeah. Is from the camera and which one is from the, well, from the iPhone camera. I remember um, back in like 93 around that time, maybe it was Ross Perot, I could be quoting the wrong person here. Um, saying that uh, uh, we will eventually all have small computers in our in our pockets, and which is now uh, you know, the iPhone. But beyond that, the the camera on the iPhone now is is so impeccable. Oh well, it, yeah, there's no question about it. It's the going from film to digital. Mm-hmm. When I when I photographed the building of the Due Return at the CCA Gallery back in 2011, I guess it was, I only shot, it turns out, one roll of slides. Really? The rest of the 3,000 images I took over the time were from the digital camera. And I could go home at night. Mm -hmm. Every night I went home and I processed those uh, images. And uh, whereas if I had the slides, I had to take them to be developed and wait and get them and come back and then scan the slides, which I did with the one. But in the book, I think there's only one or two images in the book that either book that is uh, from a slide as opposed to from the digital. Now I find, and the thing is, I don't like the idea is that you can shoot 25 pictures of it in digital. You still got to go through them and sort them out. You certainly do. Editing is a, is a the, huge part of... Yeah, <laughs> a, a lot of editing. And... Uh, but the iPhone, <clears throat> there is an immediacy with the iPhone. They don't have to, I don't have to lug around all my lenses and stuff. Mm-hmm. I do with both. But um, if I'm somewhere, 
and when I, I just whip out the iPhone and that's it, man. I hate I hate <laughs> to say it, but <laughs> iPhoneography, they're calling it, really has got its place, and uh, it's it. The thing with the with the digital camera, well, with a camera with lenses, mm -hmm. you can zoom in and you can control your uh, what you're going to take. Now I know you can zoom in with the iPhone as well. Yes, but it's still there is a difference, the and uh, the iPhone is, does pretty damn well. And you, see, I learned that you should your image, your final image that you print, you should see it in the ground glass. Cropping is not what you want to aim for. Right. Now, there are times, especially in landscape, I think, or in anything, that something, to get what you want, you've got to get some extraneous stuff into the image that you can crop out. There's no problem. Everybody does it in the dark room with black and white. I mean, Certainly. Ansel Adams cropped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and did a lot of uh, stuff. Yeah. Um, so they used to call it a pair of scissors back in the day. We just trimmed the edge. <laughs> so, or, or you just, when the, the frame, you bring it in so it doesn't print or something like that. Sure, yeah, there yeah. you go. That'll but work. no, photography, I guess, is my first love. But I um, enjoy painting. Yes. Uh, or uh, landscape, well, landscape and figure and still everything. Prefer oil to acrylic. Um, started out with acrylic because my teachers were used acrylic, but I switched to oil as soon as I could. I'm terrified of oil, by the way. Oh, I, I, but it's it's yields the most beautiful results, though. Sometimes it is hard to tell the difference. Sometimes, but my grandfather was a painter, and he did use oils. And when I was a kid, I, I'd be in his studio, and people didn't know where I was. I was in Paul's studio, and I love the smell of turpentine. Yes, <laughs> and, and the oil paint. It just. I like some people just can't. I think, pro unfortunately, the environment has created so many problems, and some people who might not have been sensitive years ago are now sensitive. And I, fortunately, I'm not. Yes, but um, I would rather. And you do have a bit more working time, especially in New Mexico, with oil paint than you do with acrylic. Certainly, uh, certainly. And uh, so I miss that. I like. I learned how to sculpt, and do welding, and, and stuff like. And I I really enjoy all that. Yeah. I've been doing glass sculpture for the last three years. Fuse, not blowing, but fused and slump, and really trying to take the. Uh, some of the imagery that I did in photography and painting mm -hmm. and transferring it to glass. It's not always easy, but... Wow, yeah. And uh, unfortunately now with the uh, my current job, uh -huh. the glass is having to take a side because that's sure. only in the daytime and I can't do that now. Got to pay the bills somehow. Got to pay the bills. <laughs> is and, there... I, and I want to be in... I mean, the, the, once you get on... Back to me, I will get on a project. It, you really want to be there to follow through absolutely yeah, yeah. um quite important and uh, also you don't want to let down your team of, of comrades absolutely. there. absolutely yeah absolutely. um how do you i was going to ask uh, first going back to to um photography real real quick sure. uh do you appreciate a black and white photo more so than color i i uh. think i do and, uh, and the only reason and, and uh, the only way I can kind of dissect this in my mind is I suppose my imagination just runs wild with the black and white photo as opposed to color, all the guesswork's out. Um, 
do, do you experience the same thing yes. or do you no I, I agree uh, black and white has there's something about a black and white image yes that uh, uh, when when color it depends once in a while now of course when thing when digital things come in in color mm -hmm. and you can uh, change to black and white yes and Sometimes that image is better in color. I, I will agree with this. Uh, you just try to make it black and white, and it just isn't going to say what you want to say. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, I think probably I would prefer black and white over color. As a spectator or an artist? Oh, both. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no, uh, going to some shows where... It's black and white. Uh -huh. uh, just there's something about it. You look at Ad Ansel Adams or Minor Whites or other, um, well, Cartier Bresson or Versailles, uh, older you know, photographers. Um, there's just something about that black and white that is uh, in incredible. If yeah. it was in color, it would just be. It kind of takes the guesswork out. You're like, oh, the roses are red. Um, whereas if you look. Look at a, a black and white photo. I start making a, a story. I'm like, oh man, this guy in the cowboy hat. He's had a rough life, and he's, you know, there's yeah. there's a little dust on his boot there. Where it could just be a shadow. Um, yeah, his name's Roy. Like I don't know. I, I my my imagination just starts to to. I will I will stare at a black and white photo for a significant amount of time as opposed to maybe a color one. I'll just look and say, oh. Nice palette. I like this. I like this color. I like the scheme that's going on here. I see what they did, and yeah. moving on to the next. Whereas a, yeah. a black and white one, I may, I may have chapters on. You know, yeah. who knows? Yeah. <laughs> no, I do. I do switch a lot of ones to black and white to see how they look. And I, there's a couple of programs that you can play with the black and white to fool around with that. Certainly. And uh, there, that's fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, you seem like a wealth of knowledge, so I was just going to ask you, so <laughs> you rolled your eyes. <laughs> uh, I was just going to ask you some general just life questions. If there was um, ever a time where you, where you learned a good life lesson, is there ever any, any point in your life where you're like, man, I'll, I, I, I'll certainly take care of my things a lot better now having, you know, trashed two cars or, uh, or or something like that. Some some yeah. valuable lesson. It doesn't have to be about automobiles, but um. well, more about <laughs> that's that's of things <laughs> of, of people. I mean, I I I was married and have three kids. Haven't been married for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, when I became eligible again, <laughs> it seemed that all of the young women who were looking at me, had kids they wanted, needed someone to help support. And I had three kids I had to support. Looking for a suitor, and you were like, I've got, I got I problems could, of my own, lady. I got, yeah. I wasn't going to, and I, and I never got there. I mean, I've had some friends and what have you, but not, uh, again, but, so it's my kids, and I did have two of them for high school as a single parent. Yes. And that was possibly the best uh, years I mean, my daughter, first daughter was with me from 15 to 19. So I guess I had to be mother and father Certainly. for those times. And a young girl growing up. When my son was with me, it was a different story. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, so uh, my other girl decided to finish school where, high school where she was and came uh, for college. So I did have experience with the three kids. And I guess that's when I go, I don't, they live in Europe, so I don't see them all that often. Wow, nice. But I'm going over the end of September to see them. And I've got nine grandchildren that uh, uh, I need to, <laughs> There's a couple of little ones that I need to know that they have a grandfather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your outlook on, on marriage after all of that? Uh, did you did you feel like oh, your parenting I was, was, was... I liked being married. Mm-hmm. Um, it's My ex-wife and I get along fine now. That's great. Um, That's usually the case. Once you split, <laughs> you're in separate quarters again. You get, start getting along a lot easier than uh, in, in close well, quarters. Well... After the grandkids started to come, now when I'm when I'm there, we we'll go to lunch, or she'll come over to the kids' house, or I, if there's a party where they where she lives, we, I I go. But um, uh, no, I I I liked it. Uh-huh. I just I kind of regret that we were not able to uh, keep it together. Sure. But unfortunately. It seems to be the, the name of the game. Yeah, yeah, no I know kidding. So few people that have managed to say, my parents stayed together. Right. But uh, it, it just is, you know, that is, if I have any regrets, it's regret that uh, that didn't work. But uh, do you, do you other feel than that, I uh, enjoyed my. Um, I often wonder what would have happened if I had. Going to Cornell in architecture, which is what I first love was, mm-hmm. instead of going to Middlebury College and then going to Europe for my junior year of college and getting Europe uh, back and forth to Europe all the time, finally did graduate and did get a master's from MIT finally in business, only 10 years late. Uh, but I kind of, and I did go to architect school at night for three years before I got married. Um, I really wonder what it would have been like if I had stuck with architecture. Yeah. I think about that now and then, but I didn't, so there's no point. No point in in pining over it at this point. point. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure if it's a regret, but... Curiosity, nonetheless. I mean, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright was my idol. I heard him speak at MIT in the 50s, and... uh, just, I don't know, it was really, I always considered architecture the highest form of art. Really? Yeah. So I, I have been knocked down by a couple of art <laughs> teachers about that one. No, it, it's, a combina- it's a combination of everything. Yes, it is. Uh, I'll side with you on that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, you've got, um, um, you get design in, in there. Um, you have to, usually we'll uh, pick a color palette. Um, uh creative you have to a come up with the the, an idea um and then have the the know-how to support that idea on top of it it's a very intelligent form of art you're absolutely right yeah and and please speak to it i I feel like i was very unintelligently speaking to it but uh, i just wanted to to tell you that i'm behind you with with your point (laughs) but i and i see some of the architecture today I think I was in Seattle and I saw this crazy building and it was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I think Gary built. Mm-hmm. And then his building in, um, uh, is it the Disney Center in, in LA right now? 
amazing. I my one, on my bucket list is to go to Bilbao in Spain because I want to see his Guggenheim Museum. Yeah, that is on my. And every time I go over there, I think it was oh, just a drive down from Paris. I could get down there, but I haven't done it yet. <laughs> and uh, now I, I appreciate uh, good architecture. What I. Uh, I won't get into too many negatives. No, that's okay. Boston is my favorite city in the country. Is that I right? love Boston. Really? I li- lived around there for tw- for 17 years. Because of the architecture? No. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I just like... My mother was from Rhode Island, and I'm, Rhode Island is my favorite place to go. But Boston, I don't know, the whole thing about it. Of course, I did go to MIT there, and it was great. I loved it. And uh, I love Boston. Two weeks ago, I drove a cousin through Boston to go to Logan Airport for his flight home and made the mistake of driving down to the government center because we wanted to go to a particular restaurant for lunch. The driving in Boston is the worst <laughs> I've ever seen. And I hadn't driven in so long there, I got lost a couple of times. Yeah. Finally found a parking garage, Yeah. which is right across from Durgan Park. Went and had lunch. An hour and 20 minute parking was 40 bucks. Oh, man. I, I couldn't, of course, I guess people don't, they're used to that. I'm not used to that. Yeah, no, so, I, I mean, unless you're from New York or, uh, yeah. or something like yeah. that. I would and then we, we did manage to get over to MIT and look around before I had to get into the airport. But uh, it was just, and the, what, what made me think about it, when I first got out there, they had just discovered how to build tall buildings on layers of clay, which Boston is built on. And they built the Prudential Tower. Uh, and that was the first one. And the Boston skyline with the Capitol building was this beautiful area. Now it has just jammed with these towers that some of them are attractive, others are just, they're up there and they've totally ruined the skyline of Boston as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you about your, your thoughts on just boring buildings that are, that are made, that you just, just straight... Well, I can understand it, but them doing it, but uh, it just, uh, I don't know who thought about the planning, but I think it happens in, I mean, a lot of cities. Sure. I went to Edinburgh for my junior year of college in, in Scotland and went back several years later and Leith Walk, which used to be this beautiful old area, has all these high-rise things up there, and it looks it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that is the way things happen. They go. Sure, yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, I'm sure it's a little more cost-effective also as opposed to making something that looks like it's out of uh, uh, a comic book or something like that. Where Well, the John Hancock building in, in Boston had glass windows all the way up, mm-hmm. and they started to blow out. They had not designed them correctly. Yeah. And for years, there were four by eight sheets of plywood all the way up this multi, I don't know how many, 20, 30 stories. Wow. Uh, building for years. It was, uh-huh. uh, it was the plywood. I thought it was terrific. <laughs> they had screwed up so badly <laughs> in the design of that. Yeah. They finally did figure it out, and that's up now, and everything is fine. But uh, That goes back to that original point that I was sort of making. You can have this really cool thought, but you also have to be able to execute it. Right. You know, you, you need to be able to, to look at uh, the sign that you're designing. Let's, let's just keep it really mm-hmm. simple um, and know that um, to have a, a sign that looks like it's standing still there's no there's no structure it's just floating in the air you're gonna have to know how to suspend that and yeah. also support that uh when a stiff breeze comes around or something like that 
but uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's it's. I don't know what it is that puts a, a little smile on my face to know that somebody designed that and couldn't quite execute. <laughs> it's uh, a little it, awful, actually. Oh yeah, it is kind of uh, awful. But uh, anyway, yeah, but fun to talk about nonetheless. Um, well, uh, we're kind of at the at the point in the podcast where if you have any questions. Um, feel free to, to ask me, and if not, we'll just keep cruising right along. But have, I like, I well, like ha- have you uh, talked with any other Meow Wolf people? Um, the, the, the communications director. Um, and as a matter of fact, they, they're looking to hire a podcast uh, person. So, yeah. Are, so I'm are, looking you, are at, you applying? I'm, I have applied already, and I've, uh, I'm just on pins and needles uh, waiting to hear a response. I don't know if they're ready, um, but I'm going to... I'm, looking to follow up and, and, and possibly be their, their stand-in man. So, oh, um, uh, yes, yeah, so I'll get my fingers crossed for it if anybody from Meow Wolf out there is listening. <laughs> yeah. but, um, I have a lot of people asking about jobs there, but we don't. It's, it's changed from the very early days where certainly. you could bring a friend or somebody and get them involved. It really has to go through that job uh, process on the uh, Internet. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's understandable. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I don't fault anybody of like, gosh, that's, those, those rat scallions never got back to me on. There's a lot going on they there. They will get they, back to you. Sometimes they think that yeah, they've forgotten or something, mm-hmm. but no, there's no, somebody on that. And when it comes time, that, that will, they will... That's what I imagine yeah, also. Yeah. If, uh, at the very least, it's just not time to pull down the hammer uh, on said position. Um, but yeah, I'm going to work up a, a little proposal letter also and just kind of give a little nudge, but, um, that's, mm-hmm. that's in the mix. Uh, thank you for asking by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I go, if you got any questions for me, uh, go ahead and, uh, and people go, yeah, I don't know. We're fine. Yeah. I don't have any questions, <laughs> which is fine. That's mm-hmm. uh, it's totally all right. I just, I think it's kind of funny. Um, in light of the podcast, sometimes it gets a little heavy, um, and we we uh, we talk about issues. Um, oh, before we get into this, well, I'll, I'll say this. So I'll just go ahead and finish my point. Um, uh, we always end the podcast with uh, a poop story. So if somebody's ever pooped their pants, or you know somebody, uh, a good friend. Is that of why you're? Is that why you're called? What is it? The shitty my thing? shitty podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was a little bit of that and what we talked about before where I started to interview people of, uh, you know, the worst part of their day. And then I interviewed a lot of people that say, I, I don't have a, I don't have a, um, a bad thing to say about my job. I really love it. Um, and then, so there was, there was, it was 50, 50 that. And then the, uh, the other piece of bread on the sandwich was, um, if you ever had an accident the, that was an, an embarrassing story, uh, to, to share with that. But before we go into that, uh, I'd like to know what you think about um, whenever you, you you pass on. What do you think happens to our bodies? Are you a religious man or uh, no? Man? No. Is it just darkness? I, you know, it's very interesting. Uh, my father was kind of atheist, I guess you might say. Certainly, I was raised very religious, and, and I've yeah. got a, a very atheist outlook. Yeah. Uh, so, and he was—he was raised religiously and uh, escaped from Indiana to New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mother came from a large family. It was, gosh, I was mixed. Uh, my grandmother from Scotland was uh, Church of Scotland, I guess, and my grandfather was possibly Catholic uh, from his from his mother and uh, but my father uh, 
my sister or brother and I have were never baptized. My father didn't believe in baptism. Mm -hmm. And I've had friends say, why don't you get yourself baptized? I have no one time. It doesn't even bother me. Yeah. My children were <laughs> baptized. One thing, when I was married in Norway at the Lutheran Cathedral, a few days before we talked to the main the priest that was going to marry us, mm -hmm. and I somehow mentioned I had never been baptized, and he didn't bat an eye. I said, would you have any objection to any children you might have being baptized? Right. And I didn't. And they were all baptized by a Lutheran minister at the MIT chapel yeah. in Cambridge, Mass. So they were baptized. You know, it's fine. Uh, and I've been to the baptisms of several of my grandchildren. But I don't know. Uh, I guess that's what, what makes it such an interesting question, because nobody really knows. Uh, you, you can, I you find can... myself occasionally looking up and saying thank you. Yeah. I do, and I notice that when I do it, but I, I don't go to church. I don't. Uh, I have a lot of, I have a sort of a second family here, which is, parts of them are, some of them are very religious. Mm -hmm. At dinner, we all hold hands, and they, somebody says grace. Yeah. That's fine. I'll side with you on that. I respect yeah. if, if, you, if you've got a tradition yeah. or if you truly believe in X, Y, or Z, um, and I'll, I will respectfully remove my hat at, uh, at prayer time and hold hands and oblige and amen and, and go through all the motions. Right, but I have no, you know, I'm not too particularly worried about dying. Sure. I mean, I'd like to, I want to see my kids again and my grandkids and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, there are some people who are so afraid to die. And, and uh, I mean, I just, I don't want to die. You're going to die. You're going to, yeah. You're going to die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have only I come, one way out of this life. I, come, my, I had, just had a reunion where my aunt, who's turning 100 next month. Wow. That we, is we, a we celebrated her birthday. One of my uncles lived to be 96. My grandparents lived... And my father all lived to be within a month of 90. So I've got some time to go, I guess. Sure, uh, yeah. And, uh, but I'm not particularly worried. And what happens afterwards? Uh, the main thing is that it doesn't cost my kids too much. <laughs> I recently donated my body to science uh, for that very reason. Um, is that, does that get the, off the hook? Off the hook entirely. Uh, and what happens is... is I don't know if anybody wants this one. <laughs> I'd be surprised to see what they do with mine as well. So I, who knows? Um, I, I could be. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, that's a. Th I should really think about that because with them over in Europe, it's going to be. It's a mess. It's a mess. It, 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 it's really. It takes the guesswork out of it, and um, uh, the uh, the medical community is really thankful because a lot of times you just go right to a classroom and uh, they start hacking away. Unbeknownst to me, you know, I'm not going to... I have been in a, a way back when at uh, UV University of Vermont Medical School. I knew somebody there. Mm -hmm. And I went in one time to see him when I was up, happened to be up there. And they were working on a cadaver. I had yeah. never seen a dead person before oh, at man. that point. And, uh, and to see it like that. And like that. Yeah. yeah it was a little eerie. But, yeah, uh, I can imagine. Um, no, I... I uh, thank you for that. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I never even thought about that. Yeah. I had to check that out. Because, frankly, it's uh, my parents are both cremated, mm -hmm. which is fine. Uh, I agree. And, uh, but. Um, you got to pay for the cremation. You got to pay for the urn. When um, my mother passed, she was happened to be here. And, um, uh, oh, I shouldn't laugh about it, but. <laughs> 
the the um, oh, I, I better not say this because you know. <laughs> no, it's all right. Uh, there's two emotions the, usually. The, when, the, uh, well, the, of course they want to sell you a, a coffin. I say, you yeah, know, she's gonna be burned. Yeah, yeah. I, although we do have a cardboard, you know, a cardboard box. Uh huh. And I, it was five hundred dollars. <laughs> this this was ten oh, what, ten years ago. Or so sure. Um, and I thought I could. <laughs> I could go to Boxes and Bubbles and buy a cardboard <laughs> box for 50 bucks. Yeah. But I didn't say it. But I really thought it. It's the thought, though. I mean, but you I, really... But, but I did... I mean, we had to do that. But that was relatively inexpensive. Sure. And... Um, yeah, comparatively speaking of a funeral and a... And a and well, a we weren't going to have a funeral. They didn't want a funeral. And there was nobody here but me anyway. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, uh, kind of illegally took her ashes back on a plane to uh, New York, and my brother and I, uh, our farm up near Woodstock, New York. Yeah. Uh, both my parents' ashes are on the back property, and the current owners do not know. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. We walked up there and just threw their ashes in the back. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, what they don't know won't hurt them. No. Um, yeah. I. I don't know. I was I was very um, a relative of mine, also donated his body to science, and um, the process was uh, amazing. I was floored by it. And you're you're really the the medical community is like thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, especially if you've got like a, a pre like let's say I've got lung cancer and um, I donate my body to to do lung cancer research. Um, they're they're really thankful for it. And there's no there's no ceremony. There's, they just wheel you right out, and they say, give you a handshake and take care of all the costs from there. So it's <laughs> I'm gonna look into that. I really yeah. am. I gotta talk to the kids first, but I'm sure they're not gonna argue. <laughs> there, yeah, there was a little bit of like, how dare you? I can't believe, uh, you know, what if the funeral's not for you? You know, what if we all want to say goodbye? I'm like, well, you, you can still do that, um, but. It's ultimately my body, my my decision, and it's done now. So there's there's no turning back. So, well, that, there's that. But well, they they can have a get together. Sure. Yeah. If you if you would like to get together in my honor, that's on you. Again, I won't be around to see it. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's that. No. Anyways, um, all right. I was just I just I think it's interesting to hear people's input. Uh, if if you know if you're a religious person or if. It's ultimately there's no real answer to that that question and um, well I, I I just don't know that it's good to talk about it but I I do think that so many unfortunate things have happened in the name of religion I agree that it is keeping people poor not I mean I that's one reason I won't have anything to do with it because I there are obviously good part, good parts of most religions, but, but uh, when we won't even get into the current Middle East stuff. Oh man! Um, but just in the ones that I've known between Protestant and Catholic and all that, um, I don't want any part of it. Yeah, it's <laughs> just—it really is—it is unfortunate. I agree. That. You know, you're here on Earth. You have to deal with Earth. Now, I do real. I do understand that many, many people need, and I call it a crutch. Yeah. They need that crutch of believing. Mm -hmm. It's what gets them through. Sure. And if that's what gets them through, fine. I don't particularly believe that. I don't. That's not my. 
right. approach. Right. And we just leave it like that. You took the words out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. um, if, if you need that um, belief system or, or that crutch, uh, then, and then that's what gets you through, so be it. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll, 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 I'll pump you up with that. I'll, I'll, I'll but, back you up yeah. uh, as far as that's... Uh, as far as that's concerned, but, um, but I, I'm with you. Yeah, I, but for, for, I mean, well, I had several aunts who were Christian scientists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and growing up, my mother was the only one of the three sisters, four sisters, who said no way. Yeah. And don't mention it in our house. Sure. Um, and I even went to Christian Science Sunday School when, one year. I learned more about the Bible in one year of high of. Uh, uh, Sunday school mm -hmm. the that I did in eight years of the Presbyterian Church or I Episcopalian that. Church. I believe as that. As far as about the Bible. Yeah. And that was fine. Uh -huh. But I, uh, I, I don't believe in, and I have some cousins who are Christian scientists. But they, and the earlier ones were trying to push it on everybody. You've yeah. got to become, you've got to become. The ones that currently that are, I know, including my 100 year old aunt, they don't push at all. That's, that's good. And that's, yeah. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. The only thing is, when I was at dinner at my cousin's house in Minneapolis years ago, and they said, "What would you like to drink?" I said, "How about a beer?" And I didn't realize they were. I didn't realize that they were. <laughs> and they said, "Oh." So I really put my foot into that one. Yeah, yeah. It was okay, but I really felt kind of embarrassed afterwards that I hadn't realized. Yeah, the record scratched. Yeah. The silence overwhelmed the room. He said a beer? Oh, man. That's funny. That's funny. Well, uh, again, thank you so much, man. Uh, did you have a, a, a story about an accident that... Um, an accident? Yeah, have you ever had a... <laughs> well... A bathroom yeah. emergency? No. Maybe saved by the bell? Well, when I was... No, when I was 17... Mm-hmm. The first day of soccer practice, at, <laughs> as a sophomore at, at uh, Middlebury. Yes. We went skiing. Mm-hmm. We all went up the hill, and I broke my leg. Oh wow! At the top of the expert slope, and that ended my soccer. I never even got going on that. It was in a hip cast for four months. When I was in the hospital under sedation, ready to go into this open reduction operation, I got a phone call. Uh -huh. The hottest girl on campus had <laughs> called me and invited me out to her sorority dance that weekend. No. And I had to tell her that I wasn't going to be dancing for a while. <laughs> That's that story. Oh, nice. Very nice. Um, well... Uh, that's pretty much it for us. Um, you did a fantastic job. Thank you so much for, well, for meeting with me. Um, I really enjoyed, uh, I really well, enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Do you, um, do you cut any of this stuff? Do you trim it down? And, or some, through? Sometimes, but I also, keeping in light of the, the, the shitty podcast uh, theme, I like to keep it a little rough. Uh, I think that some people find it charming whenever... Um, whenever like right now, when I'm, when I'm searching for a word, they're like, ah, he's dying. He's, he's plopping in the water. Listen to him. <laughs> so I'll just keep that in there as opposed to getting right to the point. Um, okay. So sometimes sometimes it's a, it's a little rough around the edges, but I, I feel it's charming. Is there something that you want to no. chop out of here? Okay. <laughs> I'm fine. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. My pleasure. That's it for us. Play us out. Shitty ukulele. <laughs>
Well, that was rather painless. I hope yeah, I. Yeah, it was a piece of cake. You did really, really good. Did I do it? Yeah, absolutely.